0: hello everybody welcome back to roar my name is sam Spellman, and i am super excited for this conversation um got some cool things to talk about uh, god is good he's faithful and that's Always the place to start. Always remind ourselves that God is faithful. He's good. And uh, that's actually kind of what I want to talk about is the reminding. And not just reminding ourselves, but reminding others. Um, I read of a testimony just today earlier, and it was of a man who, in a family, they went to China. And they were out in the middle of um, kind of the wilds of China and some of the more tribal regions. And they were just ministering, and they were speaking to this village. And they went, and everyone in the village got saved. Everybody, you know, was like, you know, this is amazing. And they, they, they just they fell in love with Jesus right in this moment when the, the gospel was preached to him. And uh, the chief elder came and was talking to the minister and was saying, "When did this happen? You know, when did Jesus die, resurrected for mankind? You know, the just the simple truth of the gospel that there was a Son of God who came down for man." the son of the creator you know redeemed mankind for all the sins and the faults shed his bu- his blood and has reconnected us to the creator to the father through his holy spirit through his death burial resurrection right and uh, again this village elder is just like what is you know what where did this happen you know when did this happen was this like 2 weeks ago was this like a month ago and he was asking when and the the missionary said you know he ca- this happened 2000 years ago And he said he watched the village elders' face drop and fall and go, why didn't anyone, why didn't you come sooner? Why didn't why didn't you say anything? What what took you so long, basically? And I think it's interesting too that there are plenty of people, and if if you're listening to this and you do know the Lord and you do know Jesus and you have heard the gospel, there are people that need to know, and I'm I'm saying this to you just as much as I'm saying it to myself. It's important we remind ourselves that we do have the answer. And this answer is the relationship with Christ, the relationship with Jesus. It answers all things. And giving that answer freely, just as we freely received it ourselves, is important as how it's shared. God chose word of mouth. He chose the words of his children to be the, the carrier for this good news. You know, he could have just stuck his face in the sky, but he didn't choose to do that. He chose to speak it through his children he chose testimony that's why our testimony is so important and i want to read here in joel chapter 1 i was just literally opened my bible to see what um the lord wanted me to read and this is what i saw and this is so cool how holy spirit does this but anyway has some things in here that are um amazing but i want to i want to read this um verse 2 well verse 1 says the word of the lord which came to joel son of per I don't know if I'm saying this right, Pethu, anyway, the son of his father, says this in verse 2, Hear this, elders, and give ear all inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days, or in the days of your fathers? Tell it to your children, and let your children tell their children, and let their children tell another generation." All right. This is just verse one through three here. Yeah, verse one through three. And I think it's interesting at the the beginning of this, he is emphasizing tell your children that their children tell their children. In other words, there's this impact that happens specifically in the home. Um, whenever a parent speaks to their kids, what the parent takes the time to explain and impart, especially at younger ages, but even throughout the whole maturing process, um, to to share and say, hey. This is what happened beforehand and now this is what, you know, this is what happened to my grandparents is what and that way the the deception doesn't reproduce. Um I, there was a prophecy I believe by Kenneth Hagin Sr. and he talked about the move of the spirit if it wasn't taught to the next generation it would be lost. Um he would say that there was a there was a um a way he would describe that, and this is is also what is precedent here in Joel. He's talking about, make sure you say these things so that the next generation, at the end of verse 3, to your children, let your children tell their children, and their children tell another generation. So, there's this clear distinction between not just your kids tell their kids, but then they tell the next generation. Their kids, so there's the skip through three, then to the four. There's this whole generation um, that is established, and that next generation needs to know. They need to know what happened. They need to know the tricks uh, before that. That people worked so hard that their family. You know, um, it's it's compounding. You know, I don't know if you guys ever studied mathematics, but before you ever get to multiplication. Before you ever get to like trigonometry and some of the most advanced calculus and those different things, you have to learn what two plus two is. You have to learn addition, subtraction, then you begin learning like the number line, positive numbers, negative numbers, or addition, subtract right? Those principles have to be understood before you're ever going to get the trigonometry and the more complex things. Now, if you think about this, if there is two different families here, one family continues to teach addition, multiplication, division, subtraction, right? Those basic foundational principles, they're not lost from generations so that whenever the trigonometry is happening in their lives, whenever the government's doing the same thing the government's did 100 years ago, whenever the school systems, whenever the the, the environment in general, the seasons that have passed through, you know, just the simple knowledge of how to plant a garden, how many people I know myself included, even in America, if it wasn't for my family telling me, "Hey Sam, whenever you plant, you can use this stuff as compost. Make sure when you water, you don't overwater. Make sure you watch the leaves this way. They get this much sunlight." My uh, my grandmother really enjoys plants. She's got, for lack of a better word, a green thumb. But I think she's got like a whole green um, hand and foot, another hand, another foot. I mean, she loves loves plants, loves the outdoors and she knows so many different things about different types of plants the the way to prune them, the way to take care of them, all of those little things and if she wouldn't tell me that, I know for a fact <laughs> that I would not know anything about plants. I don't I'm not around plants I don't work with plants too much and because of the wonderful convenience that we have of grocery stores, I don't necessarily have a garden all the time. There are some herbs I do grow um, like basil. Time, you know, some different spices, parsley. Um, what's the other one? Uh, rosemary. You know, I've, I do have plants like that that I enjoy to cook with, but I don't have, you know, like full-on garden right now. I have grown a garden before. But again, if my family heritage did not pass down that information, because of just the change of the environment and convenience, I would know how to grow my own food. You know, what happens if, again, you say Walmart closes for whatever reason? How am I going to grow my tomatoes for my BLTs? You know, how am I going to take care of, you know, the animals? You know, what those bits of information, those bits of knowledge are to be handed down. Now, that's just a a natural example, but think of even the spiritual things that are to be handed down. If we don't hand down to the next generation, how do you hear the voice of God? You know, I remember growing up, my parents, there was, um, my mom would do this, and I don't know if she got it from somewhere or if she just came up with it or what, but I remember sitting as a kid and, uh, I had believed in the Lord. I had been saved. I got saved at a very young age. I think I was, I want to say like eight years old. It could have been six to eight years old. Um, I have memories of being baptized when I was really young. I remember being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, actually, cool testimony with that. I remember being filled with the Holy Spirit actually laying on the top bunk of my bed. And I knew that was whenever the Lord, you know, the Spirit of the Lord came and rested and is now living with me in my body, which is super, super cool. But anyway, from a young age. So whenever I was young, because of that, my mom really emphasized hearing the voice of the Lord. Um, Again, around the time I got saved, my mom started having me do this. She would say, Sam, I want you to sit. And she used to have, this is pre-smartphone, so she had a legit timer, like an actual timer that had like a little clip on it. It was a Pampered Chef timer. And she would take the timer. And if you've listened to any of our podcasts, especially the Family Mission podcast that we all do together, my mom's talked about this, my family we have talked about this because I believe it's it's very helpful and it is along the lines of passing down from generation to generation the wisdom, the truth, the relationship um, with the Father. That's how God chose to build. He could have picked any structure, but he chose a family. He chose from generation to generation. There's a reason why. Our God is called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, or of Israel. Like there's there's a reason that the the the, um the beginning of the book of Matthew is just a straight up list of who was the son of the son of it was the heritage of Christ. So there's a God cares about generation to generation. You know, there's things that are building, there's things that have been built, and now even in this time that we're living in this dispensation that is often referred to as the end times, the last days, the Bible calls it that, not just me, but we're in this end time, and all of the snowball, for lack of a better word, effect of all the generations before that have trudged through, that have sought the Lord, that have prayed, I mean just the scientific knowledge that we're operating in, the medical science, all of these different things that have gotten to such a detailed, and incredible place. Um, You know, that that didn't just happen overnight. There was people that spent entire lifetimes devoted, and then they passed on that information down to the next generation. So it's important, again, that we take up this responsibility. You know, and we don't just let others and assume that others are going to pass on this information. You know, let us be the one to tell them. You know, because we could be the only one. I have another... um Another story I heard, and I think, I'm trying to think of where I heard this, but I, I remember hearing this testimony. I think it's a testimony that has been, been shared um, pretty abroad, but it, the story was this. There was a man who was, a, it was they were a ministry family, they were pastors, and uh, they had a neighbor that they would see every morning before church on their way to church. You know, they would wave at him, they would talk to him, you know, they were good neighbors, they were friendly, but they never really talked their faith or their relationship with the Lord to their neighbor very often. They didn't. And one night, you know, they had been neighbors for, I don't know, multiple years. I mean, they had a pretty they knew of each other and uh pretty well. They were pretty pretty close. And um this testimony wrecks me, so just forgive me if I kinda pause for a moment. But there's a um there was a dream that this minister they had. They were they were laying in their bed, they went to sleep, and one night they woke up in the middle of the night after having this very vivid dream and, and what they saw in this dream is an angel came and visited them and handed them a letter gave them a letter like a you know like a scroll letter and on this letter it was a letter from their neighbor and it was their neighbor saying why didn't you tell me now i'm sitting here burning for eternity i'm in hell basically you know i have this torture this pain why didn't you ever come over and tell me about jesus why did you never say anything why didn't you why didn't you speak to me why didn't you share like what why and um this person then wakes up this minister wakes up from the dream and they're like oh my gosh oh my like i mean that will shake you to your core to so you get a letter like that an angel deliver this letter in the dream from someone who's you know their neighbor who they know who's in hell and so they get up and they are like you know beside themselves so they go over to the neighbor like instantly and they they bang on you know the the it's early in the morning by the time they wake up i think it was like 7 or eight or something in the morning they bang on you know first thing in the morning they don't even you know just get their pajamas they're still in their pajamas they you know knock on the door because they're like, i gotta tell my neighbor this you know this is crazy and and they knocked on the door and to to basically set the the moment the the wife answers the door and this and the dream that they had the letter was from the husband um the wife answers the door and she is very downcast she's been crying and uh she goes you know is uh, or the the person goes, hey, is is you know your husband home? Is you know can I talk to him? And she said he passed away last night. And uh, the gosh, it's rough. And um, so the the minister said, I mean, they just broke and just started weeping, and they they apologized and they repented. They said, I'm so sorry. I had a dream last night, and I wanted to tell you about the Lord and about Jesus. That you know you saw us every morning. That was another part. Of, excuse me, I forgot in the letter the from the person in the dream in the letter the the neighbor said hey you know i saw you every morning go to church you never invited me you never you know why didn't you you know i would have gone i would have you know there was just this um this questioning that was happening and so this again the husband passes away and um so they then tell the rest of the family they sit him down they say hey you know i gotta tell you about the lord i gotta tell you about this dream that i had the whole family ended up getting saved um But, you know, never letting a moment go by. Never forgetting, you know, the next generation needs to hear. You know, I want you guys to take away from this conversation. The next generation needs to hear. And I need to hear this even myself. It's important that we remind ourselves. It's interesting that this is at the very beginning of the book of Joel. This is the very beginning. This is the first thing that's being said. This isn't the last thing. This is the first thing. Remember to tell. Remember, you know, all these things that I'm going to share. Remember. Don't forget to share these things. Don't forget, because it's very easy, especially in the day that we live in. We are faced with so many distractions. We are faced with so much pulling for our attention. You know, remind ourselves. This is a reminder to you just as much as it's a reminder to me. We need to share our faith with people. We need to be willing to let others know of the good news that we've heard, of the Jesus that we know, of the future that that is that is set aside for them, that he freely gives to us, that he paid the full price of his life, a life devoted, completely surrendered and submitted. He gave up all of who he was. He came down the creator, the one that Colossians 1 says, all things are fulfilled by him and through him, the universe, the heavens were created and fulfilled. It's important that we share this good news with others because there's people that need to hear, and it's easy Jesus said this, and let's never forget. He says, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Let all who are heavy laden come to me. It's not something that we just do out of this grit or this shame or this work. It's very light, it's very easy. You know, again, in the throne room, there's the fullness of joy. It says, He sits on the throne and He laughs. Our father's a joyful father. He's not he's not wanting condemnation and you know us to feel beat down and horrible. And at the end of this conversation if you feel, you know, condemned like you're just a failure, don't take that. That's not what this conversation's about. What this is is if there's conviction and there's a feeling that man, I this is I need to I need to maybe change a little bit. Let that be fire to fuel, you know, the people you work with. Just, throw, I mean, it doesn't even have to be this huge shindig. Just share your faith. Talk about your relationship with the Lord. Talk about your time with the Lord, that you were praying to Him, what He's sharing with you, the love that He's shed abroad in your heart. Just give testimony of what He's done in your life. Let just that simple, pure relationship, the joy that you have, the peace that you have, you know, whatever, the, the, the security that you've received in Christ, just let that stand alone and let that minister to those and let the holy spirit lead all that you do in joy and thanksgiving he is faithful the fruit of the spirit is yours and uh yeah that's i think that's about all that i have to say so anyway let it let us let us share this from generation to generation let's not let this die eh let's not let the things of god be um be lost it's important we share with our kids with our families first and foremost but also with those we work with and just the natural family of humanity that's here on the earth. Love you guys. I will see you next time on Roar.